Welcome to the Debt Financial Reset Extreme Execution Podcast, aka Debt Free Podcast, where we help young debt free seeking individuals achieve debt freedom through strategies and tips and interview young successful debt free minorities. I'm your debt free host, Michael Benjamin. What's up, y'all? Hope y'all feeling blessed. Hope y'all feeling amazing. I hope y'all are feeling great. Welcome to a new episode of the Debt Free Podcast, aka Debt Financial Reset Extreme Execution, where we help debt free seeking individuals become closer to being debt free. On today's episode, we have a special guest. We have Brittany of Fit Moments. Brittany is a wealth building, budget driven mom of one who has paid off her student loans at the age of 26, very young. Born and raised in Michigan, she graduated from Grand Valley State University with a bachelor's degree in health science. Currently residing in North Carolina, working in healthcare management, she accumulated non-mortgage debt in 2017, and she began her debt-free journey in 2019 and became debt-free in 2020 at the age of 31. Still young. Brittany, also known as Fit Mamas, is on her journey of building generational wealth and minding her legacy. She looks forward to encouraging listeners and giving hope for financial freedom. Welcome to the podcast, Brittany. How are you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me today. Amazing, amazing. No problem at all. Thank you for your time. I know you're, you know, you do fitness, you're being a mom, finance. So obviously you're very busy. So I'm I'm grateful for you, you know, giving us your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So um, how's your week? Let's just talk about your week. Any small or big ones? Um, I've actually had a really great week. Um, as hectic as 2021 wants to start off. Um, it's been great. Work's been chaotic, but good. Um, my three-year-old is chaotic, but good. <laughs> um, I made it to the gym four times this week, so I'm good. I got some self-care in. Um, I got to meet up with some girlfriends for some um, football, food, and drinks, so... And I got a, a trip to Target today, like by myself. Mm. I'm literally on a Target high, so I'm good. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Did you go to the gym today? I did. Okay, cool, cool. Me too. What What'd you end up doing? Um. Oh my gosh. Okay, so my trainer is kind of insane. Um, we had to do a hundred front squats. Um, with the barbell, we had to do a mm. hundred. Um. Shoulder press. And we had to do a hundred of something else. I can't think of it. Um, but then we, in between, we had to do like burpees, 10 burpees um, every 25. And then we had to do um, cr- crunches and abs every 25, just all types of stuff. It was a maniac workout, um, but I made it through. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely what matters. What about you? So I did legs, biceps, and abs today. So I did... I did regular squats. I did a hundred regular squats, um, starting from 45. So, you know, one plate building all the way up to three plates. And then I did stuff for, um, biceps as well as, uh, working on what's that area called? Like my, my calves. So yep. calves and, as well as, um, like a bicep superset. And then I ended it with, um, ab crunches. And then I do like this weird, ab workout as well so yeah definitely a uh, dope body. workout yeah, yeah. nice yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah appreciate that i appreciate love working that. out on saturdays it just kind of sets the tone for the weekend i feel like 
Definitely. Facts. I definitely agree with you. So, yeah, man, um, if you want to let the audience know a little bit about Brittany, we know, you know, you do fitness and stuff, but we, we mentioned where you grew up. But let's 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 di- let's dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. OK, so um, I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, it's not Detroit. A lot of times people hear Michigan and they automatically assume Detroit, especially since mm-hmm. I live in the south now. But that's it's about two and a half hours away. Um closer to the lakeside. So I actually lived there until I was seven. Um, I traveled and moved around to uh, four different states. And then I moved back to Grand Rapids at 13. And then I was born and raised um, from there in Michigan through college. Um, I attended Grand Valley State, um, which was literally 20, 25 minutes away from the city center of Grand Rapids. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's in uh, health science. And I worked as a pharmacy technician after that. Um, And then I took on a job at T-Mobile selling phones. And then when I got a little bit older, um, (laughs) I transferred stores from Michigan to the Charlotte, North Carolina T-Mobile store. And then I got right back into healthcare um, three months within moving to Charlotte. So um, now I work in healthcare management. Um, I've been with my company for a little over six years. Um, I started out as an entry level um, and I've worked my way up to manager. So um, I've had about four different promotions between um, when I started and where I am now. Um, I'm a mommy to one. He is three going on like 15 and a half. Um, He is so fun and so bossy, um, so exhausting, but literally the light of my world. Um, we're, We're like the best of friends. So I spent a lot of time with him, um, and yeah, that's pretty much all about Bray. I have uh, a total of five siblings. I have two from my dad and three from my mom. Um, the three from my mom I grew up with, and I am the oldest of all of them. Mm, okay, interesting. Yeah, so definitely a lot of amazing stuff going on. You said you went up four times in your job, so that's that's really dope. Um, your son, obviously, you know, being the light to your life is um, amazing. And it seems like, obviously, you know, you've been on a journey with a lot of what you've endured. So speaking of a journey, this is the debt free podcast. So we're going to go on a journey. Um, <laughs> we're going to go basically from when you had debt to actually executing and not having debt. But I want us to start from the beginning, because I always like to talk about how people grew up because I find that listeners can really gain a lot out of that. So what would you say is your relationship with money? Was it talked about in your household or? Um, It was. So I started working very young um, as a babysitter. So I was bringing in my own money. Um, There were some things where once I got a certain age, my mom was like, you need, if you want this car, then you need to handle the car insurance and you need to be able to put gas in it. Um, if you save X amount of money, you know, then we'll match you and get you a a car for your 16th birthday and things like that. So I've always been really good at um, setting goals and executing them when it comes to money. Um, But then I'm also very much love to spend money and um, not just really on like material things or tangible things, but experiences, um, just really enjoying life and living life because life is to be lived, whether you're trying to be debt free or not you're still living and breathing and you know you only get one life you only get uh, my parents always say like 
the day, the, the year that you were born, and then there's a dash, and then we don't know the year that we're going to die, which is on the other side of the dash. So that dash in the middle of the two years that um, you're born and when you pass are the, you know, the most important moments and days of your life. So uh, whether you're in a debt-free journey, a finished journey, whatever the case may be, motherhood, parenthood, um, you know, you just really need to still make sure you live life and enjoy the moments that you have here. So um, I have had a roller coaster, I would say, of a relationship with money, but it's all been good because it's all part of my story and all part of the life I'm living. Okay, I love that. And I'm actually um, taking notes. I like to take notes as the guests talk. So yeah, definitely appreciate you sharing that. And I really love, I love the idea of the dash and living in the moments because I feel like a lot of people have a misconception that you just got to live like a trash life. Like it's not fun when you're on your death-free journey, but I don't think that's necessarily what has to be done. So I, I definitely appreciate um, that you mentioned that. So in terms of debt freedom, when did you actually figure out that you wanted to be debt free? Did you just like wake up one day and like, oh, I'm trying to be debt free? Like where, where did that come from? <laughs> okay, so my journey kind of has two parts. Um, the first one was, excuse me, paying off like my my student loans. Um, I actually started paying those back prior to even graduating from school. Um, I needed one more class in order to graduate that was not available in the winter semester. So I had to wait for the spring semester. And in between that wait time, I started paying them back already. Um, my dad has always what he calls barked at me about making sure I pay my loans. Um, he helped me a ton through school just to make sure my loans weren't super high. Um, so he, you know, he always jokes that the, the people in the financial aid office knew him by name because he was always calling to make sure he put some money on my tuition um, to help me get through. Um, but obviously, you know, I still had to live. I still had to work. Um, when I was in college, I worked every single weekend at 6.30 or 7 a.m., um, Saturday and Sunday. So um, it started then. It started with my dad making sure that I knew how important it was to pay off my loans. Um, he went to school to be an engineer at Michigan State, and it kind of took him a while to get on the train to try to pay them, pay his loans off aggressively. And he was like, I don't want you to be my age paying off loans. So let's just go ahead and knock these out. This is your focus. He would give me books, you know, rich dad, poor dad. Um, Dave Ramsey, I've known about since I can remember. Um, but that's where it started was when I was in college. And when I started paying my, my student loans back prior to me even getting my degree. Um, so I worked two jobs at the time. Any job, any check from my second job went directly to my student loans so I could pay them off sooner. Um, and I was able to pay those off within two and a half years. And then um, I had my son and that came with a huge um, hospital bill that I actually, um, confession here, I actually had one of them go to collection. Um, and I just wasn't back in the mindset of not having debt or, you know, okay with having all these extra bills when it came to a car note or um, hospital doctor's bills, anything like that. Cause I was just like on the income I was making at the time, I, I actually told the hospital, I can't give you two, you know, two payments a month. You want one on the hospital bill and you want one on the doctor bill. I can only do one. 
Um, so that's how I ended up going into collections at that time. But um, on December of 2018, my dad sent me the link to the Dave, Ra- Dave Ramsey podcast in my email. And he's like, I just want you to check this out. Mind you, he's been talking to me about this for years. And, you know, we used to do like financial seminars and everything at his kitchen table. So he's very much into, you know, finance and investing and saving and, you know, all of that. So um, he sent me the link and I just in January of 2019, I started binge listening to Dave Ramsey. And as I listened, I got so encouraged by those debt free screens. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you know, it just really made me sit down and take a look at where I am, like things that I didn't think I needed to pay or that were owed or that were considered dead, like the collection, you know, things like that. Um, The hospital bill, I was just like, you know, it's not really a big deal. Um, I had a car loan at the time, it was in my name. Um, And I was, I was just thinking that it was just a part of life. I knew I wasn't going to take the full term to pay it off. So I was like, it's cool, I'll just pay it off, you know, a little bit sooner, but I didn't really have a plan behind that. Um, so I sat down um, and I wrote down everything after I started listening in January 2019. I actually attended Financial Peace University um, from April 2019 to June of 2020. And uh, I'm sorry, April 2019 to June of 2019. And I just got really fired up by going through that class. Um, so a few things that I did to become debt free were I worked two jobs for a long time. I actually sacrificed and lived in my mom's basement for a year. Then when I moved to Charlotte, I lived in my dad's spare bedroom for two years. Um, I did a zero-based budget. I tracked my spending. I would sell things in my home. Um, I did stop my 401k contributions, which I probably would not recommend now that I've been more involved in the debt-free community. Um, But that was something that I needed at that time to increase my income. Um, mm-hmm. I would limit my spending and fund money and um, I would use cashback apps to try to increase and spend, send as much money as I could to my debt. So I started in April 2019 with $19,718.05 and by um, 2020, April 2020, I paid it all off. I um, even did a negotiation for the collection, which took off like 40% of that bill, um, cash flowed everything and just was clearing out things one by one. I do use the debt. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You took off 40%. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So when I called the collection company, because it had been in there for a while, by the time I called it, when I say a while, definitely over a year, um, probably going on two or after two. Um, And I called them and I was just like, I actually learned this from Dave Ramsey. He's like, you call them, you tell them you have X amount of dollars in cash. If they'll accept it, then they, you need a handwritten letter. Don't give them your credit card information. Don't give them your bank information. Don't give them any type of debit card information. You call them and tell them I can settle this at this amount. This is what I have in cash today. Send me the letter and I'll send you the money. And sure enough, they were like, okay, we can, I was like, I have this amount of money. Like, do you want it? Or do you want me to go to the next person on the list? And I didn't even have a next person on the list. I only had one in collections, but they were like, yeah, we'll settle it for 40% off. Like, so only send us like $3,000 and you're done. And my bill was like a total of like 10,000 from having my son. So 
well, I paid some through the doctor's office, which was like 1500. And then I was paying some, um, after that. But when I had like a, it was like 5,000 something balance, I called them and they were like, we'll settle for 40% off. And they sent me the letter. I sent them the, um, money order and it was cleared all paid all done that is amazing so you said a lot <laughs> you're telling us about the two jobs the zero-based budgeting the cashback apps we ain't even get to that part of the podcast <laughs> yet but i ain't mad <laughs> well that's so part of my journey that's how it started <laughs> and how it ended <laughs> okay yeah that's amazing and one thing one thing i wanted to point out that you said which was really dope was um, how your dad influenced your journey. And I think that really is a testament to environment. That's why I always like to ask what um, people's relationship with money is, if it was talked about in their household, because you are in an environment where your dad was pouring into you. And then on top of that, I really love the legacy piece because you can pour into your son. Your son is seeing you as an example. Absolutely. And yeah, exactly. So you just continue the cycle. So I thought, um, that was really dope. And I thought also what I thought was really dope, which I hope um, listeners were able to pick up on was the fact that with your second job, the money that was what you got from your second job was what you put towards um, your debt. So it's like about having a meaning towards what your earnings are. So just having a meaning, having a why for why you have that second job is really important. Yeah. Um, when you talk about zero based budgeting, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So um I, I used to be the person that would list all my bills and be like, okay, this is what I have going out this month. This is the date. And then I had a huge chunk of money that was just, well, not huge, I'm exaggerating, but a chunk of money that was just like, okay, this is what you have left, you know, in between your two checks or whatever. Um, and so I thought I was really doing something. And little did I know, all I was doing was spending money that I could have been putting elsewhere towards debt towards saving, towards investing, legacy, whatever the case may be. Um, so zero-based budgeting is taking your bills and subtracting them from the total amount of income that you have, but then also allocating that chunk of money or whatever those dollars are that you have left after all your bills are paid for the month. So if you have $5,000 coming in, your bills are $2,500, then what are you doing with the rest of that $2,500? You have to allocate it until it's to $0. So that's how I work my zero-based budget. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that question was, usually my questions are for the audience, but that one was free because I was <laughs> curious about that. No problem. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you mentioned you have five siblings? Yes. Or five total? Five total, yep. Okay, so, and you're the oldest. So is it safe to assume you were the first kid that was um, deaf-free in your family? Yes, yep. Okay. I'm okay. trying to teach okay. the way. Okay. I'm, tr I'm trying to teach the way. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. You, you're not trying. You're Thank you. It, so, you know, continue doing I just got to get them yeah, to listen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to make them all listen to this podcast, too. So this message is for them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to y'all. But um, So I'm just curious, what does debt mean to you? Um, When I hear debt, I hear, like, the the thought that comes in my mind is like jail. Um, you mm. don't have, you can't do what you want because you owe something to somebody else for something else. So 
if you're in jail, you have to eat what they say, you have to drink what they say, you have to wake up when they say, you have to wear what they say, you have to communicate with who they say. Um, and so with debt, if some, if you owe anybody money, um, you can have $100,000 in your savings account. But if you owe money to somebody, that's technically their money. Um, that's not part of your net worth. Um, so it just really puts a constraint on you and your finances. Um, I always tell my, my brothers and sisters, you know, the less money you have coming out, the less bills that you have, the better off you're going to be, even including a mortgage. Because mm -hmm. um, a mortgage sometimes is our largest bill or our largest um, asset. And even though it can go up in value, it's still a huge bill and it's still taking a, a chunk of money out, which you could be doing something else with. Um, the stock market, I'm not mm -hmm. really into it, huge right now but I plan to be by the end of this year and like I saw that Tesla was like the stock was like 300 in August and now it's up to like 837 dollars like that's legit a mortgage mm -hmm. payment so if you mm -hmm. don't have debt then you could be building wealth elsewhere um debt is stressful that is very very stressful um it doesn't feel good it makes you feel uneasy it makes you feel uncomfortable um it feels like somebody's holding something over your head um, it's just not really a good feeling, but financial peace is the complete opposite and it feels amazing. 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 I know that sometimes people look at student loan debt differently than, um, maybe credit card debt or just different debt. How do you personally feel about student loan debt? How did, how did you feel having it? Um, so student loan debt was something that was necessary for me at the time. I didn't know when I was in college um, that it was even an option to go to school without student loans. Um, after listening to podcasts and being, you know, part of the debt-free community, I learned how many people actually are able to go without student loan debt. Um, obviously, the school of choice mm -hmm. makes a really huge difference. So some people aren't willing to sacrifice that part of it. Um, but a small sacrifice is a can be a long-term major win. So um, for instance, myself, I was actually accepted to um, Howard University. And um, for personal reasons, I chose to actually stay in state and not go out of state. But my loans probably would not have been able to be paid off as quickly as they did or even as low as they were at like 26000 had I had chosen to go to Howard University in an out-of-state school. Um, so I understand why some people do it, um, but I un also understand the importance of having a plan to pay them off as soon as possible because it's not like they handing out, you know, six-figure jobs as soon as you come out with whatever degree you have. Everything is like entry level. People have master's degrees that are not even getting paid with someone that a bachelor is getting paid. Like, it's just crazy. So I understand it. Um, I, I would never knock anybody for doing it if you're able to do it without any student loans, like I totally recommend that. Um, that's how I'm trying to set my son up. Um, that was my dad's, you know, um, vision for me to come out with less, less, you know, the less as possible. But um, even though I didn't have zero, I, I did have a lot less than what I want to came out with, even being in state school. So I understand why people do it. I don't think it's any different. You still owe somebody something. A lot of people are banking on this um, you know, loan forgiveness or for Biden to give you $10,000 back, which is fine. But 
I rarely know anybody that can only go to school on a four-year degree or a master's degree and only have $10,000. So as $10,000 is great to knock off the balance, that's probably going to cover a lot of people's interests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said one thing too. You said you're trying to set your son up. I want to, you know, help you correct and say you're going to say your son. <laughs> Thank up, you. you know Thank so. you. I keep saying I'm <laughs> trying, but I, I am doing, I am doing, you are correct. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, I'm assuming part of it would be your son, but I'm, but what would you say was your why for actually paying off your debt? Um, because I was honestly, yes, my son, for sure, you know, to set his, um, bank or his bank account he has a separate bank account that i put money into um but he also has his 529 education plan that um my dad actually started so speaking of legacy shout out to him for that um he started that for him so now i'm able to add money to that um on top of what his grandparents are putting into it so um definitely my son i i want him to be able to, if he does save money or if he, you know, has any money saved when it's time to go to college on his own, I'd rather him use that to live and to make sure his grades are good and, you know, to have a safe home and food on his table and things like that. Like when I was in college, my dad was making sure he was sending me like Subway gift cards and Applebee gift cards, like things that were really close to my apartment because I still need to eat, but I was also, you know, a college student. So one, I was broke, but two, I was still trying to party and have fun and go on spring break trips and everything. So um, my son was my why, number one, for sure. My number two was I was just sick of giving everybody else my money. I worked for my money. I was putting in the 40 hours. I was showing up to the office every day and I would get paid and have to pay people that I frankly don't even know. CarMax, um, I had a credit card. I had, um, you know, collections and hospital bills, like, the hospitals have so much money, but they were still taking mine probably. So <laughs> I just really didn't want mm-hmm. to keep giving away my money that I could do other things with like saving and investing or experiences for myself or my child. That makes sense. Okay. So we talk about the fact that just in your name, I mean, not to marginalize you, you may, you, I'm sure you have, many more um, different identities, but we hear fitness, we hear your mom, and we also hear finance. What was the relationship between the three during your journey? Um, okay, so fitness is what I use as a unconventional therapy. Um, it, mm. it correlates, I correlate it with productivity for myself and me being a Leo, like I need to make sure I'm on my P's and Q's doing what I need to do to make sure I'm feeling like I did what I did. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) So when I, um, when I work out, I feel productive. I feel better about myself. I feel more confident. Um, I feel like I can show up better. I'm more energized and things like that. So um, when I, when I thought of fit mom ants, it was because I didn't want it to only be about finance. Cause one, I don't know everything about finance. I just knew I was on a debt-free journey. Um, But Mm. for fitness, that is a part of my life. That is what I do. I love to work out and be productive and encourage others and, um, you know, just feel confident in who I am and what I look like. I don't want to look in the mirror and be, you know, uh, discouraged or 
anything like that, anything like that. So me being mm -hmm. um, in fitness and I think being fit, it's, it's a mental thing as well. And when you're fit in your mind, mm -hmm. you can be fit everywhere else in your life. Um, so when I thought of fit moments, I was, if, I, if I'm fit as a mom and I'm fit in my finances and I'm fit mentally, then I can be the best version that I want to be. Mm. So when I worked that out, yeah, it's That's doing huge. something for myself um, because as a parent, we can really get lost in trying to cater to this child's needs, no matter how old or how young they are. Um, so part of me being fit is making sure I'm taking care of myself too. And that's that one hour, you know, of that day that I go and just focus on Brittany versus Brittany, the mom, or, you know, Brittany, the sister, mm -hmm. Brittany, the daughter, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really dope. And I wanted to ask because I obviously saw the fitness. Um, I've seen some of your posts on Instagram. So I'm like, you know, she's really, um, about her fitness life. And I think that's really dope because I always tell my clients the fact that how you do anything is how you do everything. So just kind of echoing what you were talking about in terms of being fit as a mom, being fit in finances, you know, you're fit in different areas of your life. Um, obviously, the gym requires discipline, requires consistency, requires yep. effort. So I think it's really dope. Yeah, I think it's really dope that you came up with that name. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, I guess what kind of sacrifices did you have to make during your debt-free journey? Um, okay. So I didn't eat out a lot. Um, I ate a lot of leftovers. Um, I didn't necessarily meal prep, but I did do a a HelloFresh hack um, where I would get like 70 to 80% okay. off on boxes, which fed um, two people. And it was three meals per box. Um, so I did a lot of those. I would get boxes for like 13 to $15. Um, and that would cover dinner for three times out of the week. Um, it That took a lot of uh, atten attention, I guess, because I would have to make sure that I, you know, because I know people are probably going to ask, but I would have to make sure that I like received my box, then canceled my subscription, then went into back into the app and waited for the appropriate promo so that I could reactivate, make sure I skipped the next box so they didn't charge me a full box. Like it was just a lot that went into that. But um, I wasn't eating at mm -hmm. restaurants. I wasn't buying a lot of, you know, um, drinks or I, if anything, I'm drinking water because it's free. Um, I would eat the smallest mm -hmm. snacks um people at you know back when we worked in the office people would go and they're like yeah we're getting this for lunch we're getting this for lunch I rarely ever spend money on lunch at work like rarely ever um potlucks were my jam because <laughs> it was a lot of food and all I had to do was bring one item um so that's kind of what I lived off of I didn't travel a ton um I didn't contribute to my 401k um, I didn't have a lot of spending and fun money. I would cut it down to about $200, $300 a month. And when I say spending, it wasn't just on things that I liked. Um, this included like trips to Target to get household items like paper plates, paper towels, toothpaste, anything like that. Oh, um, any type of, if I did anything to like my nails or my hair, 
Um, my eyebrows, all of that came out of spending. I didn't have a designated beauty category on my debt-free journey. Um, I'm trying to think. I <laughs> I ended up selling one of my cars. I had two cars at one point, and I sold the older one um, for really, really cheap, like $1,200. It was a 2009 Toyota Corolla. I just sold it and got it out the door. So I could not worry about paying insurance on it, not worry about registering it and paying for that. And I didn't have to put any gas of it in it. Nobody was driving it. So I just let it go at a really cheap price. So that was another sacrifice. Um, I spent a lot of time at home and I spent a lot of time saying no. Um, I learned very quickly that if you try to keep up and do everything that everybody else is doing, especially when they're not on a debt free journey, um, you cannot reach your goal as quickly as you want to because they'll take it'll all take away from it. Um, so I would, you know, get the cheap wines or I would go without pedicures for six months. I actually went without a haircut for a really long time. I didn't have any type of trim or anything um, for a long time. And then quarantine hit, which prolonged it even more. So by the time we got out of quarantine, I had to chop a lot of my hair off because trims cost money getting your hair done costs money. Um, so just things like that. I think I would sacrifice on obviously buying generic versus name brand. I'm not bad and bougie like that. I'll, I'll, I'll buy up and up and a uh, great value any day. Um, but you know, it's really just a mindset. It's, it's a short term sacrifice for a long term win. And that's all I did. I, I knew that I wasn't going to be on a debt free journey forever. If I, if I stayed consistent and disciplined. So I just knocked it out. And then when I was done, I was living it up. I, I my spending category went from 200 and $300 um, or probably like, yeah, I think the highest was like $400 during debt free. And now it's at like 600, 700. So now I just live a little bit more, but it was totally worth the sacrifice. Definitely, definitely. Hey man, I matter you. you deserve it. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you said something that was really key. I hope I hope people wrote it down. Basically, you were talking about it was a short term sacrifice for a long term win. Short term sacrifice for a long term win. People need to realize that it's definitely temporary. If you write it down, you know when you're going to be debt free based off of your plan. You take it into action. You know what I'm saying? You can go back to living the life that you want that you want to live if you want. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's really important that you said that. So um, definitely appreciate that you said that. So I guess just transitioning, I like to say that people are addicted to overthinking and they're allergic to execution. You're so loud. You're so, so loud right now. You can at me next time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're debt free. You're debt free, though. So you, you, you know, you're doing what you got to do. But um, <laughs> what is something that you wished people aspiring to be debt free that is yeah. possible that being in debt and forever having a car note mm -hmm. and forever you know um paying living off credit cards and paying the minimum on credit card bills um or whatever the case may be is not the only way of life that's what i wish they knew that there is so much more you could do with your money um especially when you think about interest on all of that student loans car notes credit cards Man. like they're taking so much more money from you. Um, and if you didn't have that bill or didn't have that account, then you could keep it and do what you want to do with it. Um, obviously not everyone, um, you know, is into investing or 
um, a diving in the stock market or anything like that. Um, but even increasing your 401k, you know, and being able to take to sacrifice right now, lower take home so that you could set yourself up for a better future during retirement. Um, you can't do that if you hold if you owe a whole bunch of people money. It's just not possible. That's a fact, man. It's definitely possible. Um, I had ifed in on a past episode, and she also said the exact same thing. So I hope li people listening are seeing the common occurrence of knowing that it is possible. And you said a word with interest. A lot of people don't realize how deep interest is. I had um, a client in particular. I was basically showing him based off of like a calculator how much interest was doing. And then he, he thought like I made up the calculator or something. Like, this, this is, is a real really rate. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. So yeah, definitely appreciate that word. It's possible. I hope y'all write that down right now. Um, so obviously you are debt free. You own your dollars. I'm curious to know what does free mean to you in the context of being debt free? Oh, um, it's like a weight lifted. Um, it's the, yes, pretty much <laughs> put it back on the rack. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much <laughs> like, um, having a choice and, when you have a choice on what you want to do with your money, you feel a hundred percent better than when you're getting paid and don't have a choice, but to pay all of this debt and pay these bills that are going to other people. Like when you can pay yourself and truly pay yourself, it feels so much better than paying someone else because you are the one bringing in this income. You are the one making these choices of where your money goes. So um, being able to have a choice on what I want to do with my money instead of getting it and knowing what I quote unquote have to do with it is it's a completely different mindset, it's a completely different life. Um, I know that a lot of people don't think like they'll look at their balances and be very intimidated. Um, but all you really need is a plan. If you can come up with a plan, everything else will light a fire in you to pay it off even quicker or to increase your income. Mm -hmm. Um, to do side hustles, whatever the case may be, cut back on expenses, sacrifice your cable, Netflix, you know, use somebody else's Netflix if you have to just while you're getting out of debt. Because when I tell you every single penny, mm. every single dollar extra that you can bring in or throw towards your debt makes a huge difference. That is a fact. That's a fact. And I kind of asked you that similar question before but i'd just like to re-emphasize because i know the power of the subconscious mind the fact that we can sit here and have an hour of the listener's time i want us to do our best to just reprogram the way that they think about finances so in the spirit of repetition once more if you could just give us um just a small explanation of how you literally paid off your okay. debt. That would be appreciated. Um, so one, I actually use the Every Dollar app. Um, and with my financial peace subscription mm. um, that was gifted to me um, from my dad, of course, um, I was able to link my bank account to it. So two things you always want to do is track your expenses um, and have a zero-based budget because you can have, you know, $200 of spending money, mm. but how do you know when you're out of that spending money if you're not tracking it? 
you'll easily go over budget or overspend and then owe somebody else, which is the bank and overdraft fee. So again, just take control of your money in that way so that you know where everything is mm. and what it looks like. A couple other um, options for zero-based budgeting. Um, I know that you can do it on pen and paper. Same for tracking. Um, I know there's another app called You Need a Budget, and I keep getting Instagram uh, sponsored stories on Truebill, T-R-U-Bill. I haven't used it, but for the listeners, please feel free to check it out. Um, I sold a lot of stuff on Facebook Marketplace as well um, to increase my income. Um, mm. The Get Upside app was a huge cashback app. I was filling up once a week for a long time when I was working in the office and dropping my son off at daycare. Um, so every time you get gas, you can scan your receipt in there. Now they have it to where my card is actually linked. So if I just swipe my card, they know I spend money on gas uh, when I check in on the app and they'll just give me cash back. Um, so today, I think it was up to like about $120 back on that. So that's pretty easy money. Um, get a side hustle if you can, mm. um, whatever that may look like for you. It can be any and everything. Um, I stopped my 401k contributions to bring more take home. And I sacrificed a lot of fun or travel. Um, but you can still travel definitely on your debt-free journey. You just got to find the hacks and find the good deals. Um, but I was so tunnel vision that I wasn't really trying to travel. Um, and now that travel is kind of limited would now be a really good time to scale back on that expense and do, you know, um, somewhere maybe you can drive instead of flying or, um, you know, talking to the Airbnb manager directly about a better rate than what's posted or something like that. So that's what I did. Um, but really just having a budget and tracking your spending alone. Um, I also set a goal, you know, of how much I wanted to pay per month and how was I going to get there? Where was I going to cut back on so that I could make that goal and send that amount of money to debt per month? Any type of extra income, tax returns, bonuses, um, unexpected checks in the mail. I know that'd be happening to some people. <laughs> um, anything like that. Just throw all the extra towards it. If you didn't plan on having it anyway you might as well throw it towards debt and get it out of your, get it out of your pocket sooner. Amazing. Amazing. I hope people are taking notes with your plan. Did you, did you know the exact date you wanted to be debt free or was it just like, Oh, February. Um, so-and-so. Well, when I first started, I didn't know an exact date. Um, but also when I first sat down, uh, you know, cause, it takes about 60 to 90 days to get in a really good budget. So when I first sat down, I didn't even write down all of my debts. Like some things I thought I was good on and I wasn't, or some things I didn't consider debt and it still was debt. Mm. Um, so it, I didn't have an exact date at first, but once I took like a couple months in or three months in and I was like, okay, this is the, the full picture. Um, this is what it looks like. This is my total balance as of right now. So this is how much I'm going to have to put. I just, when, when I did my zero-based budget, it already told me at the top how much I had left over once I pay all my bills. So that was always my goal. Um, if I paid only that minimum, mm. then it was going to get me done by June of 2020. 
Um, and I, or first it was July and then it was June and then it got bumped up to April because I sold my car and I used my tax refund and things like that. So I did have an exact time, um, and it was going to be about 15 months and I got it done in 11 and a half. Amazing. Amazing. So did you, cause you said based off of the minimum, did you pay above the minimum? No, I always pay above the minimum. Um, and Perfect. so the minimum was included in my quote unquote bills list. Um, and then anything I had outside of that was an additional principal payment. So I had to pay the minimums no matter what, because they want that regardless. But I wasn't really making a dent in my debt until I was paying the extra lump sums per month. And then I realized I don't want to pay it like once a month because I needed more momentum and I was kind of getting, you know, losing motivation and getting discouraged. So I was at a point where I was putting stuff, money on it weekly. Like here, this is what I have left this week. Just take it. Like I'm trying to knock it out as quickly as I can. Mm. And that consistency helps too, because you're cutting into the interest. So I, I like that rapid um, movement. Did you implement, did you happen to implement a I was, snowball, uh, method, that snowball method? And my lowest debt at first um okay. was my credit card which was maxed out at a thousand dollars which is low to some people's credit cards but that was high for me because it was the only one that I had so um I started with that and then worked my way up to my collections and my hospital and doctor's bills and then my car loan was my biggest one which was like 18,000 or 16 by the time I got to it Okay, I see. And for those people that don't know what the debt snowball method is, I mean, you can Google it, but it's basically when you pay your minimums on everything, but then you tackle the lowest one, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, that's um, that's definitely a good method of payment. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like I like that. Why do you think? Um, why do you think most people? I'll say most people. Why do you think most people? pay off their student loan debt for you know years to because they think it's decades. a part of life that they they don't know that there is an option <laughs> to actually pay it off sooner than what it's owed and that goes for any type of debt credit cards car loans um mortgages you know people get into 30 years and they're like all right cool we got 30 years we're good you know and it's like no you can definitely change that you yeah. can make a dent in that you can do it so much sooner than what you think you can if you actually sit down and look at it and come up with a plan to do so. Um, your mind is so powerful. And you, if you just put it out into the universe, this mm. is what I'm doing and this is what it's going to be. Um, you may not even have the answers on how it's going to work, but I promise you everything will line up and you'll just be so driven to make sure you get it done. Man. You said the mind is so powerful. I'm always talking about the mindset, um, the fact that what you believe is going to be your reality, the fact that you work on your relationship with God, you know, you'll be able to get to where you're supposed to be. So, yeah, I really want to echo what you just said about the mind being very um, powerful. So, yeah, I love, love that answer. I hope y'all know that it is possible. That's literally why we're here, because it's a norm of, well, I'm going to pay off my student loan debt for forever or whatever. So I was like, why don't, you know, I just interview people that have actually done it. Cause it's one thing for me to continue screaming about how I did it, but 
when I get people like you on a podcast talking about what you've done and it aligns with what I've said, it starts to be like, exactly. okay, maybe Michael. And the same for Fit Mom Man. They'll be no, like, well, if, yeah, she paid yeah. it off, but, yeah. you know, maybe she's a high <laughs> earner or, you know, we were in COVID, so I didn't have to pay daycare, which I paid daycare for a long time at the beginning of COVID. But, um, you know, it's it's definitely something that can be done no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter how much you make or don't make or feel you lack. I promise you, you can do it. Um, you don't have to live life owing somebody else a piece of your paycheck for the rest of your life. Like that just doesn't even sound appealing to me. Um, and I'm just glad I'm on the other side and I know that it's real and it's possible. Um, and we are here to encourage y'all and let you know that it's, there's, there's so many more ways to live life and living in debt until you pass away is not the only way. That's a fact. And I'll add too that. I, I resonate with you. Like I, that, that, that's not it. Like owing people money like that owning your own dollars like i feel nauseous when i think about owing somebody money you know what i'm saying so uh for the listeners you got to be literally disgusted with your current situation if you have debt like that's the kind of the mindset that you want to adopt with it so i guess um is there a common misconception that you think people have i think that, that people believe that? that you have to be a high earner or earn six figures or over the 75k if you don't get a stimulus mm. check then you're the only one that can pay off debt like no that is not it um i think people really think that it's an income problem which obviously income is a big piece of it but it's really about who you are and the choices you're making with your money and your finances mm -hmm. and where your mindset is and what your goals are you know if, if your goal is to be in debt for the rest of your life then you totally will be in debt for the rest of your life but if your goal is to be financially free and to live a life of abundance and and glamour, because glamour is actually on the other side of like not feeling stressed out, not having anxiety, not worried about where the next dollar is going to come from or the next paycheck or whatever, like you're just so much more free. Um, going through this pandemic, so many people unfortunately lost their income. And um, if there's one thing that we learned is that besides the quote unquote student loan freeze and what they're doing, your balance is still there. They're just not making you pay payments, but people still want their money. If you owe them money, they don't care if you have a job or not. And then in turn that affects your credit and you know, your way of life and what you, what you have access to. So it's just like, you got to set some goals and work towards them. And if, if it seems so unattainable, that is why I recommend the debt snowball and why I did that. Because once you knock out that first small debt, which could be like $50, $500, then you're like, okay, I can take everything I was paying on that and now pay on the second one. It's 10,000. Then once you knock out 10,000, you're like, wow, I'm on fire. I can keep going and do better. And you think of more ways and you just get really, mm -hmm. really driven. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, the debt snowball method is really good for those um, emotional wins because it's like you made a three-point shot. Now it's like, oh, exactly. shoot, shoot again. And, and next you thing just you know, you Steph Curry out so, here with a 62-point yeah. game because the haters was talking. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, for real. <laughs> for real. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really dope when you actually um, execute. So obviously, you are someone that executes you 
stay in the damn gym. You know, you're executing. Um, you're executing as a mom, obviously. Everyone knows. Well, I hope everyone knows that, you know, being a mom isn't just, it's not just a, it's not just a walk in the park. You know what I'm saying? So you're executing in that respect. Thank so you. I just want to give you your flowers for that. And you also, yeah, definitely. And you also um, execute in terms of finances. You became debt free. So I'm just curious if you happen to know off the top of your head, what was the hardest thing to actually execute during your debt free? The hardest thing is staying motivated and disciplined. Um, I'm a spender at nature. I can tell y'all mm. the another reason my week has been so good is because I literally have like five, six packages on the way because I've been online shopping like nobody's business. Um, <laughs> I've been literally to the gym and to my parents' house all week besides today. And I've been shopping, like literally just at home shopping. So I love shopping. Um, I love long walks down the target aisles and touching everything on the clearance rack. Like that's just what me and my sisters are all about. My aunt, my mom, everybody. Um, so the hardest part was staying disciplined. Like I would love to spend money on booking a flight or going on a trip or even when I am on the trip, like we celebrated my sister's 21st birthday while I was on my debt free journey. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, pick something off the menu that doesn't cost as much as what somebody else may be spending or the drink on the menu that I can split, you know, with two other people at the table. So it's cheaper for me or something like that. Um, so just being disciplined and being like, this is my budget. This is what I have to spend. If y'all trying to do, you know, the $80 section, it's not really in my budget. So I'll stay at the room while y'all go out and have fun um, or something like that. Like just me fighting my urge to shop and want to spend money the way that I love to spend money um, and also staying motivated. Like that's when when I was losing motivation is when I started making more than just a monthly payment on my debt because I needed that emotional connection. I needed to know mm -hmm. that I, what I was doing, the sacrifices I was making and everything I was giving up or saying no to was going somewhere else and I could reap the benefits elsewhere. That's amazing. That is a word. Speaking of motivation, people listening, if you ever feel like you lose motivation, Got to remember, free and uh, debt-free stands for Financial Reset Extreme Execution. Get that financial reset, that motivation, by listening to um, the episode multiple times, multi uh, different episodes. And definitely follow uh, Fit Mom Ass on Instagram. You know, you'll get some fitness motivation and um, different, different motivation. So I think that is something you can do. Um, before we transition into the financial round and close the episode out, I just wanted to know what would you say is next for you? Let's say five years from now, because I like to make predictions. We're in 2021 okay. now. Um, so 2026, 2026 um, where is Brittany? I, my dad has a goal for me and told me to set the goal to pay off my mortgage by 40. Um, but I'm, I'm putting into the universe that I'm going to pay it off way quicker than that. And by 2026, it will be paid off. Um, at that time I'm what 33 so I'll be like almost 40 but not 40 yet <laughs> um so that's definitely one of my goals um I'm going to continue to save um up my emergency fund um I would love to eventually move into um a bigger home 
Um, so save for that down payment where I have no um, property mortgage insurance on that loan or anything like that. Obviously, my long term goal more than five years would to be able to save up and pay for a home in cash. Um, that would be so dope. The budget mom on um, Instagram did that. And I was just really, really inspired by her. Um, but I'm also going to dive into the stock market and looking some more investing. I have um, a Roth IRA already open. Um, I'm going to up my 401k contributions, um, continue to pour into my son and his accounts and his financial stability. Um, and yeah, Fit Mom Ants is about to take off as well. I'm so honored to be um, part of this podcast. This is going to be one of many. Um, I was offering, or I am currently offering still, it's just not as busy as it was before, but, um, I do do financial one-on-one coaching sessions. Um, <laughs> uh, Ooh, on my that. Instagram, plug there's that. a link, um, in the bio. If you just click that, fill out the form, um, then we can get connected and set up. I do, um, debt-free strategies, increasing income, um, you know, c- helping you come up with budgets and, finding the budget that works for you, the, the, the debt payoff method that works for you and things like that. Um, so that's going to take off. I'm really looking into doing something that um, doesn't take as much time uh, away from my son. Cause I'm just really in a place where I'm working from home. So I'm able to spend more time with him and just pour into him and his learning. I mean, he's three, so he's not in school. So really a lot of what he knows is going to be from home and the village that helps support him and raise him with me. Um, So yeah, I'm just looking forward to being, continuing to be financially free and to pay off this mortgage and continue to pour into my legacy for my son and really just make my family proud. That's what I'm here to do in the next five years. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Um, a lot going on. I hope that y'all listening to this in 2026 can, you know, go see the amazing things that Brittany is doing. I'm going to leave her information below if y'all been taking notes and you missed over um, the financial one-on-ones. But yeah, definitely appreciate that. So we're going to go into the financial round now. And I'm just going to ask you four questions. It's nothing crazy. But um Number one is, what do you do for fun when you're not? Um, I'm working out. out. I'm shopping. I am um, spending one-on-one time with my son and pouring into him. Um, And I love to hang out with my family and friends. Um, I'm usually on video chat with my sisters who live across the country a lot. Um, And um, I love listening to podcasts. Um, I haven't listened to the radio or any music in the car since January 2019 when I started binging podcasts. So um, that's usually what I do. I love to, you know, do some self-care. My skincare Mm -hmm. routine is on fleek in my 30s. So I'm going to continue to live that best life over there. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do. (laughs) Okay, okay. Let them know on fleek. I feel that. Okay, okay, okay. So... (laughs) Speaking of um, podcasts, what is your favorite money resource and why? It could be a podcast. It could be a um, you know what I'm So in all honesty, my favorite money resource is my dad because I feel like he knows everything on every level of podcast. I mean, of like 
finance. But if I had to tell the listeners where to go to find things, I would really plug um, the debt-free community and the Black personal finance, which is Black PF community on Instagram. If you search those hashtags, it is a game changer. You will Mm -hmm. see people that look like you, see people that make money the way that you do, see people that spend money the way that you do, um, all making a difference in their financial life. Um, the being part of the debt-free community through my fit mom man's page, uh, was really a pivotal moment for me in my journey because it gave me a completely different outlook. It gave me the motivation that I didn't even know I needed. Um, so I would really plug those hashtags. There's definitely so many podcasts out there. There's so many books. Um, I'm not personally a book reader. Um, I do listen to podcasts. The one podcast I did listen to was Dave Ramsey show which you can find him on YouTube too. And if you just Google Dave Ramsey debt-free screens, you don't even have to listen to him per se. If you just see the the amount of money these people are paying and how they're doing it and just listening to the debt-free screens, you will be so motivated. That's a fact. Love that. Um, number three, what habit can you attribute to your success as someone that is debt-free? Um, it don't gotta be one. Okay. So the one habit is probably checking my bank account and my budgeting app multiple times a day. If I was not in there crunching Mm -hmm. numbers, looking at it over and over again, I probably wouldn't have been able to squeeze out pennies and nickels and dimes and dollars the way that I did. Um, tracking spending was, I, I get a high off tracking spending. So with mine's linked to my bank account. So every day almost, except for like Sundays and Mondays, um, I'll get it to where it'll tell me how many transactions I need to track. And that was a habit that to this day, I still keep, even though I'm debt-free. A budget is necessary, but it is not perfect. So give yourself grace, but just keep going and keep at it. And I promise you, it can be beautiful. (laughs) Bars, bars, bars. Okay. Um, the last one, if you could change, change doesn't necessarily mean negative. It could be improved or whatever. If you could change one thing about the black community, what would it be and why? I mean, where do I start? Um, the suppression obviously is the main one. If I could change that to where we even get paid as much as any other race or any other community, that'd be great. Um, but for something that I can pass on as a a nugget or token um, to the black community is just know that you matter too and that you are capable. You're you're just as capable because you're just as human um, as the next person. Our opportunities may not be the same, but you can make a way out of where it looks like there is no way. Um, So yeah, just just have confidence in yourself and don't allow anybody else to kind of dictate what you can do with your life. Obviously, we're going to hit a lot more roadblocks than other people, but that doesn't mean you stop. You keep going and you keep pushing and you keep trying. I love that. Just just being transparent, I didn't come up with um, a title for the episode, but I think I might get it from those last couple of words you said right there. So I love that. Good, good looking out Yay. for you. I didn't know I was going to title the episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right um before i ask you the last question 
is there a question that people do not ask you that you would want to question that they do not ask me let's see Uh, probably, people ask you, you know, when you become debt-free, there's a lot of attention on it, congratulations, you know, questions that come as far as, like, you know, how'd you do it, or whatever the case may be, um, but people don't really ask you what it looked like, what did it feel like going through it, um, so if I can tell you when I'm going through it, it's very draining. Um, it can be very lonely. You can feel like you're the the only one focused on this one thing and other people are just living their best lives on Instagram or Facebook, whatever you may be on um, with all these bags and these trips and these shoes. Mm-hmm. But um, it can get it can get very discouraging at times. Um So when you're going through it, just know that all of those feelings are normal. Like you are literally going to feel sad. You're going to feel mad. You're going to be angry. You're going to be, um, you know, discouraged. You're going to be unmotivated. And one thing that I can make sure I want everyone to know is that breaks are necessary. So if you feel yourself getting so down or so out to where you feel like you can't keep going, please allow yourself that break. Um, and just take like, you know, a couple weeks off of just not budgeting or just not worried about your goal or, you know, feeling trapped in your debt or anything like that. Like take the break you need, the mental capacity away from social media, whatever the case may be, pour into yourself again so that you are okay to keep going. That's amazing. That's amazing, man. Yeah, definitely. It can be draining can definitely be um lonely and i'm definitely glad i asked you that question because i know a lot of people are gonna benefit from just that one alone so um (laughs) i'm gonna choose to be greedy for the listeners i know you gave us a lot of financial nuggets but can you give us a financial final the final one would be you can do it some people may not believe that you can do it you may not even believe you can do it but the moment you do believe you can do it it's done. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, there it is, man. Thank you so much, Brittany, for being a guest on a podcast. I know that the listeners are going to get hella value from this. Um, shoot. I, I'm hoping <laughs> that they actually implement just one thing, just implement one thing a day based off of what Brittany said. Thank you for having me Um, um, for one, but for two, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at FitMomance, F-I-T-M-O-M-A-N-C-E. I am part of the Black debt-free community, the regular debt-free community. Um, I have joined, you know, I formed this sisterhood um, (laughs) of other women of color that are just doing amazing things in that community on Instagram alone. That doesn't even include their outside ventures, their business ventures, their personal life. Um, So I would just encourage you to get on there. um, Follow me, DM me, say hello. um, And yeah, that's pretty much, you can find me on this episode over and over and over and over and over again. And you said you got one-on-one? 
You know, yes, I do. One on one. Yep. One on one coaching session. Um, if you go to my Instagram bio, you click the link. It's a, a link tree, and you just fill out the form, and I will be in contact with you for budgeting help, debt free strategies, and income increases options. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna leave her info, her, her information down below. I had to make sure you know you plug that in again because I know some some of y'all listening, some of y'all be skipping through. You know what I'm saying? So we got we had to plug that in real quick. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank um, you. With that being said, y'all have. Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode and got something new that you can apply to be closer to being debt free. If you enjoyed the episode, why don't you leave us a review, share it with a friend, and you can follow us on Instagram at Debt Free Podcast. Hope to hear from you soon, and I hope you're closer to being debt free after each and every episode. Talk to you soon.